What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, musicians, producers, uh, CEOs, people in and around the world that they're in their thing. They're on their vibe. They're trying to build on something they believe in. They're anti-status quo. All of you are anti-status quo, as I've been saying to you lately, um, because you want to do something different um, or you're branching off in different roads and different paths that aren't often understood. And our guests would completely agree with you. So each week I have guests that come on and talk about what are they experiencing in real time? What have they been going through? Uh, you know, what are they learning about the process of who they're becoming while they're building something great, whether it's their body of work or, um, you know, their companies and their ventures and things like that. And you guys know it's because that way the, the, the creative entrepreneurial journey is uh, more humanized. It's not this... Um, you know, end result that you sometimes see online that you often see online or just a highlight reel right so uh i'm really grateful for each and every one of you uh for my newer listeners thank you for being here i'm matt goddessman uh, you can find me on instagram at matt goddessman uh, m-a-t-t-g-o-t-t-e-s-m-a-n and at hdf magazine as well that's where we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and creativity and culture and impact um and then also at hustle sold separately as well and we have another really great episode uh, with my really, really close friend, Angela Ferrari. This will be her second time on the show. She's a national recording artist and an entrepreneur at that, and just probably one of the most soulful people I know. And we're going to be talking about getting vulnerable um, to create your body work and, and how vulnerability affects your creativity um, and your output and uh, pretty much every area of your life. And so it's going to be an interesting conversation because part of this conversation was slightly started on, on the previous podcast talking about you know that vulnerability is the ultimate strength it is not a weakness it's it's actually your truth in a lot of ways and so we're going to get into that here in a minute i'm going to save all that for when she's uh talking but real quick just to recap her bio uh originally from a small town in new mexico and she's living her long uh, uh her lifelong dream of uh being a national recording artist i've heard her sing i've watched her uh in person i've watched her uh, not in person, but perform in front of the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> She's, uh, she was labeled as a black sheep while growing up and going through um, many uh, heartaches due to nonconformity, which uh, that's probably why we became very good friends. And she eventually used this journey to her advantage. Angela was originally in the corporate world and had a well-paying job and a comfortable life. See, you guys, so don't, don't hang on to it if you don't want to. Um, but the light in her eyes was dimming, and she felt as though she was chasing one external high after another. And we talked about that on her first podcast, which was episode 113. Um, and she noticed that nothing lasted. So one day she booked a solo trip to Bali. Uh, when she came back, she quit her job, declared she was going to start singing. She's been doing it ever since. Uh, and then unsure of the passion from singing, where it came from, um, she recalls being drawn to music at a very young age. It never really felt like a choice. Music was sort of uh, in my bones, is a quote that she'd come out with. And her voice is soulful, powerful, and just plain interesting, which um, you'll actually, I'll, I'll have to, I'll, I'll put all the links in the in the show notes to where you can find all of her, her music, but she's got a dope voice. 
Um, and not to mention she could probably break glass if she really went for it. And that's true. Um, and uh, while it was very scary for her at first, uh, the love she had for singing just superseded the fear of the unknown. So she kept going. Um, she's got a major album coming out here soon. But before I get to that, um, she started attracting different things that matched the love she had for, for what she was doing. And um, so she has performed around the globe, opening for acts such as American Authors, uh, Train and Starship. She's been invited to perform at events such as the NFL Hall of Fame Party, the NFL Celebrity Super Bowl Party. NFL National Anthem, NCA Final Four VIP Night, radio stations, shows, and more. Just a few. Just a few a few public platforms. And then, of course, next Saturday, November 23rd, um, Angela presents her debut album, Heartbreak Mixtape. And it's a highly anticipated indie pop release that will be available on AngelaFerrari.com uh, with digital distribution through Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google Play, and more. And as she recalls, it's basically a journal that was translated into music. Amen. <laughs> and that there's a lot of depth in the album that people will be able to relate to. Thank you for coming back. My absolute pleasure, my <laughs> It's good. It's good. To, I love when the, the guests come back, and I love when they're in town. They can come, you know, into the studio. Um, so because you were on – so anybody listening, episode 113 was um, when we went into more of the backstory of, of building, you know, and the background and the journey that way. But I want, we're going to talk a little bit more about vulnerability today. But since, you know, the last time you came on – um, you know, between the music expanding, you know, um, some of your ventures and, and, um, also a lot of personal growth too. You want to, do you want us to, you want to recap any of that or do you want to just shoot right into vulnerability? <laughs> um, we can do a slight recap, uh, since I was last year. I mean, we basically, the last time we were here, we were talking about how the love I had for music ended up attracting me into things I never conceived of, which, right. was, you know, other businesses and whatnot. I'm one of those people that I don't think that we need to be boxed into something. Thank you. You know, a lot of people want to like look at you and we want to label you like this. Um, for example, like I never ask people's age. Right. And here's why. There's one reason and one reason only anybody asks the age of somebody. And it's because we want to box them into of something. Of course. Even doctors, really. Because you, you give me an odd and I'll defy it somehow. Right? So, so I'm a big fan <laughs> of just going for what you're drawn to and what we're drawn to always shifts, always changes. Um, so music and the album has been on my dome. I think since I was a very young girl, I feel like this moment that I'm about ready to step into with this latest release has been something that I have been manifesting, you know, for as long as I can remember and not in a, in a very calm, natural way, like a knowing, not like, Mom, I want to be like Britney Spears. You know, it has a different energy to it. So um, I'm really, really excited about this body of work. There was so much flow, effortlessness, and alignment um, that went that, that kind of showed me that yes, you're 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 moving on the right track. It's a good place to feel when um, it's you're not comparing and say, oh, I want to be you know the next Britney Spears, or I want to do this, I want to do that. It, where it's more of just a very organic, like, no, this just feels right. It's a it's a very different place to operate from. Yes, you know? very distinctively different. You know, so um, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and and you're right. Um, before we get into the vulnerability thing, um, I think it's an important quick topic of that whole boxed in is it's been spoken about on a couple different episodes including the previous one just that the titles help people identify 
A, at what level to treat you. B, where are they at in their journey, right? Yeah. And C, just like a reference point of like who is this individual when that's not it at all. It's none of those three. You know, it's it, I mean, excuse me, it's none of it's not the third one, but it's the first two for sure. Like you're more than a title, you're more than any one thing. Um, especially because, you know, we live in a very multifaceted world. And I find it all more often than not, it's it's sort of like validating like, you know, are you this and I should give you this level of attention? Or are you this and I should give you that level of attention? Yes. And it's like, or you could just really think I'm a really good person. And that energy is what you're basing off of. Does this person, do I want to spend more time or not, you know, yeah, in their world? Yeah, let the person reveal themselves to you, right? you know? Right, So we're going to talk a little bit about vulnerability. We're going to talk a lot about vulnerability. We're going to talk about an hour's worth about vulnerability. It's a beautiful topic. It is. It is. My, you know, my take is that generationally it had been handed down for some time with this idea of, vulnerability is a weakness it's showing your emotions and that's a weakness and that um you know uh that's pretty much it you know and that um my take is the exact opposite which is and and the reason and and the reason and i've said this before but the reason being is um i have noticed that people who can't be vulnerable can't speak their truth so instead of like um saying oh i don't know how to do this they'll mask it and they'll go and fuck it up or they'll um, not ask for help or, you know, they will, um, you know, they'll, they'll continue to go in a direction that is not their truth. It's masked, right? It's like, it's, it's, it's not showing how you really feel about something. It's holding it back. It's holding it in. And if you notice like vulnerable people who say like, no, I don't know this. So I want to go learn it from here. And I feel this way. So now I can deal with it. And I want to do this. And here's why can create more there's just so much more movement out of being vulnerable than than not yeah what's your take on the actual like why is vulnerability such a bad thing why or why do you think it's been labeled such a bad thing well i think i'll start with vulnerability by saying that you know i think vulnerability is an outcome it's an outcome of inner an inner journey because people that aren't vulnerable, it's a it's a blind spot. I mean, there's times that I'm not vulnerable either. And it's about moving through the layers and the filters that we don't even really know are there, but just accumulated through the course of our lives. So to your point, I would say access into the world of vulnerability is that powerful I don't know. Right. And because if if I already know, nothing new can arise. Um, a lot of people think that they do have to know, again, to occur as more intelligent or um, try to manipulate themselves in the eyes of others. But we already know what we know. There's just no true value in staying in that state of being. But the I don't know is where the magic and the mystical world comes in, the powerful I don't know. So um, there's a lot of different reasons to your question on why people would think vulnerability is weakness, but I just think that that's a misunderstanding of what vulnerability really is. It's, um, it's raw. Yeah. And nowadays, more so than ever, 
it's like um, what people are truly drawn to, like uh, a person that dances like nobody's watching. Yeah. Well, and then and in creativity, too, um, because if you don't know, you're going to operate from a place of discovery. Right. Yeah. Like you're not you're not you're not boxing it in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like how did, how how is vulnerability? How do you see it in, in a form of creativity? And, you know, and I don't know. Mm. And then getting comfortable with I don't mm. know, because because I, and the reason I ask this is because a lot of people ask about um, what are you going to do? How's it going to turn mm. out? Where's it all going to go? Yeah. What's your career going to be? A million different things. Um, if you can get really comfortable with I don't know yeah. and move fluidly and allow yourself to attract while you, you know, go into discovery mode, you, you get all your answers. Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. That's yeah. the funny part is that like nobody knows. You just have most people operating, walking around like they know because they're systematically doing the same thing every day. And then there's people like you and I are like, no, I'm going to break down the inner walls to go do the things that I really, yeah. that mean the most. And I'll let you know once it happens. Yeah. And that, that way of thinking defies a lot of how we've been taught in that you got to grind, you got to set up your life. What are you going to do? How's it going to look three months from now, five months from now, six months from now, a year from now, you got to reach these goals. And I think with this new state of being, that collapses that and it has you think, well, the shit, my life's going to just go away. I mean, what am I going to do? I'm just going to be flailing. I'm going to sit on the couch and eat potato chips if I don't have a plan. And it's that's not really the world no. that I'm talking about because if you're in this state, you, it's you're naturally not going to be lazy. I mean, if you're doing what you're drawn to, what more is there? You know, you're going to, it's not like work. You don't have to grind if you're doing what you're drawn to. Right. And I think that is one of the first steps into vulnerability as well. Is like, what do you love? What do you love to do? Because if you're doing something that you don't really love to do, you can't really be that vulnerable there. It's true. Until you're ready to admit, I don't really want to do this. That's true. And maybe maybe that's one of the issues too, mm -hmm. right? Well, and the other thing too is um, it leads you to what do you really want to do? And then the vulnerability of allowing you to say, I don't know the yeah. things within the thing that I love to do. Will now propel you into the details, because yeah. now you'll actually be like, "I'm going to do the work." Yeah. But there'll be a general interest and the comfort of I don't know, because it's within something you love to do. Right. And I think a lot of times people equate the I don't know to the thing that they don't like to do, <laughs> and right. so and so right. there's right. a right. there becomes a, a false fear. Of them wanting to go try something new um, within the thing that they actually love yeah. because they're equating that to the shit that they don't love. Yeah. Right? And the other, and to, the, to another powerful point is, you know, if we have too many rules for ourselves, if we have too much structure in how we believe it's going to look or has to look, um, there could be something presenting itself or wanting to present itself into your life that you haven't conceived of. Our brains can't conceive of it, but it could be waiting to come into your life. And if you don't stay open in the powerful, I don't know, I mean, you'll miss it. You'll have that tunnel vision and you'll just sort of walk in that space and it could be right here, right by your side and you won't even know. And I personally like that uh, element of surprise, like, wow, I would have never dreamed of this. Right. You know, it, it's, there's something, like I said, it's, it's, it's a life worth living. 
let's let's use a really good example because yeah. you were a corporate person yeah. and now you're a national recording artist. Mm-hmm. You can't get any more contrast than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so, so how, what was the vulnerability like then? And what is it like now that when you're further along in your, yeah. in your art? It's definitely a journey in the world of that. Right. Um, I think the first thing for my vulnerability, back to what I was saying, was the admission that I, I wasn't happy. I, yes, I was secure financially, but I'm very clear that, that that doesn't equate to happiness because it's one quick high after another quick high. I'd buy a thing, I'd buy a thing, and then I'd come back to the same place of essentially what felt empty. And I'm not dissing the corporate world because there's a place in the world for everybody. Absolutely. Right? I'm clear about that. Um, I just knew there was this sort of burning desire in me that for something more, and I knew for sure that singing had always directly connected me to that passion. I couldn't conceive of at the time of how my life was going to work. Like, okay, I'm going to just go sing. I mean, that feels so unrealistic. (laughs) Um, But like you said, I I went to Bali, long story short, I came back and I quit. Um, Not because Bali, Bali's wonderful, don't get me wrong, but it was that I did that. It was that I went all by myself. Um, I lived in somewhat of a bubble, you know, and to go halfway across the world by myself, um, my mom even sent me the movie like Taken. She was like, don't go, you're going to (laughs) die. Right. And I was was scared. I was really scared. I was like, but you can get on the plane. You can take the step there. Okay, you can get off the plane. Okay, you can do that. And then the fact that I did that, it just takes a step, right? You don't have to take a huge leap. You, You take a step somewhere a step somewhere that you're not normally going. And it takes something to do that. That took something for me. So when I came back and I quit, that's what I did. I, I started singing and I'll be candid with you. I was, I was broke. Yeah. But not gonna, wasn't going to die. I had a roof over my head. I had food to eat, but broke in a sense that I can buy all the things that I used to buy. Right. The yeah. love that I had, though, it was like I didn't care. I couldn't believe somebody was handing me a check for doing something that I loved that much. I mean, mm. little did they know, I was like, I would have done this for free. I, mean, <laughs> I love this so much. And I was now in the frequency, in the vibe of doing things that I loved and slowly discovering the possibility that could come from that. I mean, every time I get super realistic or get in that mindset, I just I block myself. I'm all about opening myself up to what I thought was impossible I bet it's possible. You got to just sort of like take a step somewhere. Right. And you were also tapped into an intuition that's like calling you and it's, 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 it's going to bother you until you actually uh, execute on it. You know, when you know what you love, it's undeniable. I mean, sometimes we've got to get through filters of what that is because the layers of life have us think that we should love this. This is what we're, we're supposed to be doing based on, you know, what our dads wanted us to do and follow in their footsteps. Right. And, and then the money card, you know, I, if I make this much money, then one day I'm just going to be free. Well, if yeah. that were the case, all the rich men would be dancing in the street and we don't really see that happening. <laughs> right. um, you know, the topic comes up time and time and time again of, um, you know, oh yeah, I, I hear everybody that has money say that, you know, but they don't, you know, but without money, you know, and I get it. I totally get it. Um, what people with money are trying to tell you is we learned that 
if that didn't fill it, if I keep going in this direction, it's never going to fill it. So I got to course correct a little bit. Mm. And, um, and it's an amazing thing. And, and during course correction, you sometimes get rid of some of that money like yeah. you did with from going from a corporate environment. Yeah. But notice how the vibe and the frequency change. Now you're operating a whole other level yeah. from going into the very things that you love to do. Let's be clear. Let's be really clear. Yeah. Because there's two ways to attract money. You can attract millions and millions and billions from scarcity because it creates a drive that you just like, you're going to get that money. Right. And then you can attract money, millions and billions, from a state of authentic abundance, meaning doing what you love and having a pleasure from that. And that's essentially what I taught myself. Yeah. You know, eventually I was now in a state where I could, it started pouring in in a way that be, that was like more fearlessness. Right. And so then abundance was just like, and it, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Um, and now it's sort of like natural. I go, I, I taught myself, not because of some, a book I read, because I was willing to have the experiences for myself and dive in and wonder, like, I don't want to take your word for it. I want to take my experience for it. And so let's just see. But happiness, once I started doing what I loved to do, it became clear to me that that was the most important thing to me. Yeah. And, and if you look, people that are truly content and happy and doing what they love doing, they're not homeless. No, no. They're not typically broke. No. I mean, they're really not. If you are, you're living in a world of some, some level of scarcity, right? We know that for sure. So it, it is absolutely possible. Take a step. And, and again, I, I, I had, um, you know, no, no kids or husband. So I, I get it. Some people are out there with their family going, you know, fuck you. Right. <laughs> right. What am right. I supposed to do here? Right. I got kids mouths to feed. And that's what my point is. Take a step somewhere. You don't have to take a leap and quit your job, but to discover what your passion is, there's a journey, there's a path to that. And I've I've found um some of the most successful people were the ones with the families. Um mm-hmm. they have more discipline to drive. their time yeah. and a drive because they they're very intentional with these are the only hours I'm going to get this done. Maybe surprise, like everybody can play the whole grass as a greener card. You're absolutely right. Because I know, you know, people look at us all the time like, fuck you. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. look at you and your 24 hours that belong to you solely, you know. <laughs> and, I, and, and it's an interesting concept because it's like, well, your 24 hours used to belong to you. You gave them away differently than I did. But um, because you gave them away, you learned really early the value of what you do when you do get your time. Whereas, like, you know, we know what we do with our time because we, we I, like, I finally taught myself this level of discipline, but for a long time, I didn't. Like, it's easy to sometimes get, like, comfortable a little bit because it's like, oh, well, you know, things are really good and this is cool. And I'm not, I'm not, it's a different conversation than being in your vibe, but I'm just saying that, like, we also have to have this fine balance of, um, I never want to get too comfortable that I get lazy. Because yeah. I always want to be expanding and living a full life. Yeah. of you know and 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 in order to attract a lot of what we want in our life we can never be lazy we have to actually always be moving in the vibe and in the energy of the things that we want i mean like you see like you you love your your music you've got this album launching next saturday mm-hmm. and you're doing this whole you know launch party it's a lot of work mm-hmm. but you wouldn't change it for anything 
No, I wouldn't. But you better believe when it's over, I'm going to get lazy. <laughs> That's okay too. But see, but and I and that I think is also okay of of, yeah. of like taking rest for yourself too. Yeah. That's the other thing is that uh, um, there's lazy and then there's just there's there's rest. You know, yeah. if you do not rest on this journey, you're going to burn out. And that's why I don't. I also don't subscribe to a lot of the stuff yeah. that you see online with the, you know, don't sleep. That's ridiculous. And back to our point, when you're when we're doing what we're passionate about doing, it, it's sort of like when you're a kid and you want to go play something that you want to go play. It, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like you you're lazier. And you just you want. What else would you be doing? Yeah. Like you want to go do it. Yeah. It's um a master key in this crazy thing we call life. How um. The, the creativity process um, yeah. then versus now, mm. um, meaning um, can from doing it for so long, can you get into it at any time you want? Mm. How do you nurture it, right, as well? Um, how do you stay in your creative flow? And if it ever starts to dim momentarily, and I say momentarily because I think we're already, it's already part of our soul, but if it dims a little bit, how do you reinvigorate it? Yeah, that's a good question. They must have asked you like 50 questions in one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, marinating is also a form of creativity, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't always look on the court like you're doing, doing, doing. Yeah. So I'm, I've grown to be conscious of when I'm marinating in something and I'm letting something seep in. Yeah. And, and that's, that is taking a step back. Because I like um, information to flow through me, not regurgitating information all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. Um, can I yes, do it? Yes, you're the channel. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of times we have to sit back in our chair, most of the time, to sit back in our chair to receive versus kind of that leaning forward, if you can get how symbolic that is. Like, I want to do, I want to take charge, I want to. And it's a flip. To what yeah. again? What we're taught, right? And so I have, I think, in my journey up to this point, um, it's a beautiful thing to to have discovered and continue to discover what it is to lean back and really take this sort of effortless approach and trust that it's going to keep flowing. For the record, for anybody listening, yeah. you did a lot of work though to get to that effortless flow. Yeah, yeah, I just want to because because again. I, some of the, these beautiful masters you know, that we've seen throughout, you know, online that are, you know, but they're, you know, they've come before us that talk about, you know, um, and, you know, it should be effortless and it should be this and it should be that. They sometimes don't take what it took to get to that level of flow. Yeah. And um, it's an endless rabbit hole, as we know. And right. I say effortless, like, um, I ebb and flow. It's not like, it, because, because we go through yes. um, transitions constantly when you're, in this state of if you want to be continuously growing, then you're always like having that there's the space between the two frequencies, yes. right? Yes. And so the space between is always, there's always a blind spot to be discovered yeah. and that's always uncomfortable. And that sure as shit does not feel effortless. At the <laughs> not time. at all. It can look really sloppy, yeah. but I think the emotional intelligence um, gets wider and wider and wider mm-hmm. in that we can start to be with that uncomfortable space and not react in it and just allow the feeling to be there and accept like, Hey, what makes you think you're not supposed to be feeling this feeling just because it's uncomfortable? Like, did you learn somewhere that 
along the the path of life that like when you feel something uncomfortable, this is wrong. Fix yourself. Right. Right. And and one day point. I was sitting back in the midst of the fire because these conversations are easy when we're like, hey, what's up, man? I feel great. How about right, you? Right. Right. And then you're in the fire in the heat of the moment. You're like, fuck. Where's the tools? I I don't know what to do. Right. And sometimes there's nothing to do. Sometimes it's just being willing to go. Hey, you're in this worldly experience. Why do you think you don't have to feel that? Because if you take away anger or all these uncomfortable feelings, well, you may as well take away the good ones too because they need each other to exist. Exactly. I've noticed, yeah, lately it's been a very interesting place of, uh, of quote-unquote effortless, meaning um, I will actually, like things will just start firing at you all from all different angles and the flow just feels different. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, all right, you know, or like, um, or this is what we'll do. The tools that I didn't know to reach for before have suddenly just appeared out of nowhere. Not really, because the work mm-hmm. we know with all the work that goes on by the sins. But like, so it's interesting that the tools instantly go right into the work. And I also noticed that I got to understand a little bit more about effortless, meaning if we show up every day within our soul's work, within the stuff that just feels natural, everything else comes comes in. Like it will do the work. Like we're not supposed to force anything. We're just supposed to show up. Yeah you know, within the things that, you know, excite us and that were for us. And then to your point, when we don't need necessarily that contrast of like, oh, this is a horrible experience. Okay, so then you're saying that this over here is an an amazing experience. And unless you have that, you won't feel good. Mm -hmm. Because we can't allow that then to become our life that some days I feel great and some days I feel horrible because the horrible things happen. Like you, there has to be that, that balance of, of flow where it's like, no matter what happens, I'm just in an experience. And yeah. so therefore, like, I'm not tripped up as much. I'm not, you know, I, and I get excited, but it's funny because some people will throw it off. They'll be like, are you excited? I'm like, I, I am. But like, I, I may not even sound like it to them. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, I, I, like, I, you just, you kind of start to come to like manage, like, you're just, you're enjoying all of yeah. the process, good or bad, that I'm not allowing one to, to take me so far one angle that then I'll have, I'll create some other contrast once like somebody kicks me in the nuts like tomorrow or something, like well, something random, you know? I, I couldn't agree with you more. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I think I've discovered along the journey is um, I used to like to ride the highs and lows. I'd be like, right, right. Aww, you can use those lows Aww. too in a lot of ways. And what I discovered <laughs> was um, where my, where my happy spot is, is riding the middle because there's, always a bigger picture to everything and how do you know it's good news i right. mean have you ever been in a situation where you you think you're marrying the man of your dreams or woman of your dreams only to find out you know shit hits the fan and you're like oh shit that was right. the worst decision of my life or you get fired from your job and you hit rock bottom only for the best job opportunity to open up so like how do we ever really know on a and if we look at the bigger picture what is great and what is not yeah. great it's just like riding the experience like you said and to me that is and not to take away excitement of life don't get me wrong there's a lot of pleasure in just having that enthusiasm right yeah but this extreme highs and extreme lows i, I don't like to live there anymore and, and if i ever like date someone like that or come across people like that i always kind of like take a few steps back and right. be like I, I don't know yeah, I, I can't go. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah I'll call you when I'll sometime. I'll watch you from far. I'll watch you from far. When you evolve, yeah. <laughs> and when you evolve, we'll talk. You know, it's cool. <laughs> you know, you're, um, I had an experience last Friday, if you don't mind me sharing. It was uh, interesting because it's, it's speaking of um, 
what you just said about um, we hear good news, we hear bad news. How do we know it's good or bad, right? The the undercover effect. And last Friday I was in traffic and um, I I was using my phone. I wasn't texting. I was like voice texting, as you know I do, you know. Um, but nevertheless, it was like, you know, I'm looking down on the phone. I'm trying to get it ready for the voice text, all this stuff. This guy comes screaming by the car, a younger guy. And, um, it's one of those like altered, like BMWs. How he altered it the way a young kid would do probably like 22, 23. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Like screaming and yelling and going to town on me. Right. Like, and then speeds off. I speed back up. And I was like, what? Like, what's going on? And he's like, fuck, he's still yelling at me. And he's like, you're texting and driving. Fuck you. You could kill somebody. You do this, you do that. I'm like, this dude's highly triggered. And as he speeds off again, I'm like, thank you. So like, I speed back up to him. And I'm like, and he starts yelling. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I was like, he's like, what? I'm like, thank you. He's like, what? I was like, thank you. <laughs> and he's like, why, why, why? And I was like, thank you for thinking of me. Like, you could be doing me a favor. You're right. I'm sorry. I was like, I, no, I, I could have explained. I was voice texting. I was just, no, it doesn't matter. It's still, I'm doing something other. Like, let me, let me take away from that, you know, that scenario of defense and just say thank you for considering me because we ask for things all the time and we automatically put into buckets whether something is good, quote unquote, or bad. That was a very like pent up, aggressive individual who was feeling a lot of feels, who was triggered. Which once I said that, he actually openly admitted. He said just that he said he, he had three friends that were, were in accidents because of texting and driving. They died. Mm. So there you go. So live in a world of triggers. So like, but not, the, the point being is that I looked at him as like, wow, like you asked for signs. Don't, they don't have to be delivered a certain way for you to say that that was a good sign, that was a bad sign. They're just a sign. Yeah. And you can actually take him like, ooh, like, thank you. Like, I'm being considered. You could be saving me from, like, two miles up the road. I have no idea. Yeah. Like, thank you. That's big of you, man. You know? I, I know. You, I well, don't know if I could have done that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> me, me, even just, like, a, a year or two ago, you know, New York, me would have came out and be like, what, <laughs> motherfucker? You know? I'm from a small town. There's, you know? like, a little gangster hiding in there. It gets triggered. You know? No, but I, you no, make but, a good point. But, yeah, but, but, that's, but I'm only now... I'm only now starting to experience that more now. That's newer. That is newer. Because like, like, why, why did the wall, you know, not come up the defense mechanism like it used to? Instead, mm-hmm. it, like, it, I stayed in a frequency when that happened. Yeah. And then I was like, huh, you know, and it, the, the clarity, the judgment inside of me, like, was, was, it was very, there was a lot of clarity there. I love those landmarks yeah. in life where we get to acknowledge ourselves. Because, you know, we follow ourselves wherever we go. And, and then there's those moments, those profound moments where we're like, oh, my gosh, I responded totally differently than oh, yeah, I yeah. ever recall me responding. Yeah. And that's how we know yeah. we've shifted into this new place. Yeah. And so I like to take the time to acknowledge myself when I recognize those. So I acknowledge you for that. Uh, Everybody well, should. Well, Bravo. There was another time that, that something similar <laughs> happened. It was something different, whatever. And they didn't know what I was doing, whatever. And they were yelling and screaming and doing all sorts of stuff. And yeah. then like all I did was like hold up my phone. It was the GPS. I'm like... <laughs> So that's my way of saying fuck you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Passive it's like, aggressive yeah, behavior. Right, right. You know, well, well, I didn't have to say anything. I just like held up my GPS <laughs> and I'm like, it's my, it's my GPS, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I got to get to where I'm going. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
their approach is, you know, their approach. It's something about them. But, um, you know, but yeah, the, you know, back to the, the vulnerability side. So uh, in this album, this particular yeah. album that you're launching, yeah. what was that like? What was the process of creating? Yeah. How many how many tracks is it going to be? Eight tracks. And the process, like, um, all, all, like, talked about, like, all the topics that, you know, come up, yeah. the, you know, um, and we'll go from there. Because I feel like there's probably a lot of different great experiences in there. Yeah. Well, um, I had some amazing producers that I worked with, um, a writing partner and producer, uh, Sean Silverman out of L.A., and his brother lives here, Alex Silverman, who helped with some of the beats. Um, So Sean actually had this uh, idea, which is how he approaches writing, in that he sent me a bunch of titles, song titles that you think that you would be drawn to. And it's interesting because when I did that, there was like an energy on yeah. each title. There's like a whole story behind it just waiting to be told. Of course. Um, two of the singles, uh, one of them's Heartbreak Mixtape, which I just, I love that. It's just, and then Build a Boy. Well, yeah. let me, don't get me started on that. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, not everything has to be so serious. I right. think Build a Boy is very tongue-in-cheek but it's also deep for me yeah. if that makes sense explain explain the song to anybody that hasn't heard it yet and then of course we'll have, you know they can yeah. go they, and they can go into apple and spotify anywhere to find heartbreak it. mixtape and yeah. build a boy are the two singles that have been released and the yeah. album will drop on the 22nd nice. of november so uh build a boy you know i've had i've i've i have a very deep intrigue with relationships due mm-hmm. to my experiences with Amen. them and, um, uh, you know, please don't let this come across like a victim in any way, but almost like certain levels of trauma that today I'm extremely grateful for because it is that, that deep contrast is what created the discovery for all of this expansion and right. insight. Right. So like truly, truly, um, grateful. And so the Build-A-Boy is sort of like this unrealistic thing (laughs) that we do when it comes to relationships and this person that we're going to be with is going to fulfill and fill this void of emptiness. Like when I have this, then I will be. And so I used that to kind of create the uh, tell the story of the illusion yeah. and then on a surfacey level it's a song that girls and guys can roll their window down away to a club and you know right jam to it but it has some depth to me for sure i like that um make something that you know people are going to want to listen to mm-hmm. and then it gets to also teach them at the same time like it, yeah. not teach them but like you know yeah. give them that kind of like thought something thought-provoking at yeah. the same time like tongue in cheek using tongue in cheek in comedy yeah. like comedy is you know, sometimes tongue in cheek is, is is the best way in mm-hmm. to people for that like i get what she's saying here you know like yeah. you get it you get it yeah. you know yeah. um and that's cool because um you're right there's a lot of that out there of when this happens then the then then i'll be then perfect I'll be, or when this yeah. this partner fulfills that no one's fulfilling shit yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> that's I, all you I it's all our own you know? hard way you know? all of us everybody everybody yeah. has that's a constant evolution you know well 
I wouldn't say everybody has. I would say everybody has the opportunity right. to learn that in relationships. Very because well then put. Sometimes we leave it just bitter, like you're the reason I feel this way. You're the cause for my right. damage. Or right. there's there's a crossroads of how you want of your perspective. Yeah. You know? One of the in in a workshop we did, one of the the, the greatest um, things that uh, really clicked for me was. Um, the more I've understood about what it means to be heart centered, um, in it is in its truth, its honesty. And then, you know, in the same workshop, uh, for anybody listening, was talking about just like all the different chakras and like how much is actually coming out of the sacral chakra. A lot of people are leading relationships yeah. out of the sacral chakra. And what's interesting is that like, um, when, um, instances happen and we hold on to things or we close quote unquote close our heart or we close down or whatever it might be it's actually coming from a lower from mm. a lower chakra that was never actually coming from the heart the way we think it is right. because when we're really in our heart it's actually like we're, we're actually very open we're very honest yeah. we're very we're loving and it, it's not to say that the things that we're saying the honesty isn't like you know stinging or hurtful or not not hurtful whatever it might be to, to, to you other people anything but there's a level there, but there is a level of like empathy and compassion built into it. It, it. It's just honest. It's just very, very honest. It's not, you know, sacral. That's where all the ego and all the stuff, you know, yeah. all the stuff love, is right. True love, true love is uh, extremely rare in relationships. I mean, Edgard Tolle, I think, said it best. I love this quote. It's so simple. It's so profound. And he said, "Relationships aren't here to make us happy. They're here to make us grow." Yeah. And when I got that, I was like. That's when I really started embracing being single because I got that there isn't a better side. It's and and the illusion behind having that one be a better side, you know, when you're in a relationship, like, God, I wish I had my freedom. When I'm not in a relationship, God, if I only had that warm body by mm -hmm. my side, you know, I really just started to look into that quote, not you not conceptually, but into it. And I really got clear that where I was was perfect and and I was just okay with everything that came along with it because there's so many discoveries to be made when you're single and there's so many discoveries to be made when you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I've learned to really um, love to just be where I am. I think that's the best place to enter into anything, not just acceptance, you know? I, I completely agree, and I, I, I say to people that, um, you know, you said that relationships aren't here to make you happy, they're here to make you grow. The only, you should be, you should be running your, like a person should be running their race, and if they're going to pick up a partner along the way, a team player, their champion, like somebody that they can win a championship with, then so be it. Then yeah. that's, that's how, but when people approach things as like, you're going in a game, I, I've been using this analogy lately, but you're going in a game seven championship you know, series with you know, NBA, right? Who you take? You're taking your best player, and you guys are relying on each other. Mm. Most people don't. Not most. A lot of people don't necessarily play like as if they're playing a championship game. Business, life, partnership, all that stuff. Yeah. And that that so so if you're it when when a person's single, that's like game prep. That's constantly yeah. like prepping who you are, mm -hmm. showing up, showing up, shooting taking those practice shots, taking those practice yeah. shots, taking those practice shots. So when you end up appearing in the championship game, which often you can't do, you know, without, you know, a good team, good, you know, whatever, you're already yeah. ready because you, you know, that's, again, showing up in the world, yeah. you know. And I've also noticed that, you know, I have a lot of profound discoveries that I talk about 
in being single and then I'll go and I'll date someone for a little bit and I'll be like, Jesus, you know, it takes you by surprise every time because there's primal attraction well, and course. there's actual attraction. And then your mind thinks that primal attraction is love. And it's like all that shit just goes out the window. And you have to just be willing to ride the wave of it and the experience of it versus the headiness of it. Right. I think that's the other thing that I've discovered. As much as I feel like I've mapped it out to secure the ideal thing, <laughs> that doesn't exist either. You know, it's just like there's a wave to be ridden. And a discovery to be had. And in, and being in the powerful, I don't know. There's still so much more for me yeah. to learn. Yeah. And, the, and the more you keep um, working on self is the, you know, attraction of, you know, a great counterpoint. Yeah. Um, that's where, like, I can't. I, I, okay, if I, were to, if I were to build up an ideal person, cool. Am I behaving that way? Mm. And that basically usually solves everybody's questions when, when they say, well, what do you mean? I'm like, whatever it is you're looking for, you're looking for it for a reason. Be it. And when you are it, you will attract a counterpoint, obviously not a similar, like same person, but somebody within the frequency of yeah. they're doing the same work. And, and then from there, they'll challenge you in your growth. Yeah. Because yeah. They're, they're in their honest frequency just like you are as well too. Mm. And then the other the other song, Heartbreak Mixtape. Yeah. Talk about that Heartbreak one. Heartbreak Mixtape is definitely more of a journal entry. Um, <laughs> Explain. Not mentioning any names. <laughs> <laughs> Do um, we know any of these people? <laughs> it's all good. I'll go back and listen um, again and I'll sort of like, oh, this is who she's talking about. Got it. Got it. <laughs> no. Um, I think there's so many people that can relate to um, – um, staying you know feeling stuck in an emotion of of somebody that you thought was going to be something more in your life and then now it's it's um not there didn't work out ground ripped out from underneath you and it's a it's a declaration though to um it 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 doesn't come from a place of victim it comes from a place of acceptance and i think accepting is a way, is a means to let it free, set it free. And um, Heartbreak Mixtape just kind of has that essence to it. You know, mm. it, it says it in the, the title is basically like, you know, it felt, it, it felt like forever. I have to, and, and why do I find myself in this, in this repeat? We've, we've all been there. Yeah. You know, there's just different ways to articulate the same emotion that we've all gone through. And I think, articulating for me um having the outlet of music not just uh recording but performing is just such a beautiful release that mm -hmm. creates more emotional intelligence for me because i get to release it that way versus calling somebody up and right. venting my feelings or getting closure right. you know <laughs> right so this is my this is it's 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 closure it's it's a beautiful uh, release and creates a ripple effect that, like I said, a lot of people probably can relate to it. And, and that's the feedback that I've gotten. I'll always appreciate music. Uh, well, for a lot of reasons. I absolutely love music. But for one of the aspects, when you hear people sing or rap or, you know, release, they're, they're, it's funny how they're turning experiences and pain and feelings into art yeah 
But it's also interesting if you really listen to the words, you're like, you know what's up. Like, you know, you yeah. it's like you dealt with that or you're dealing with this. And it's funny how they can turn into something that's like popular. That millions of people are like singing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're singing about this experience with so-and-so that I'm actually referencing in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, mm. it's kind of funny how we use a platform. Now everybody can talk about these things. I think we're now living a more vulnerable society than ever before. We were like, we're going to be more willing to talk about things. I mean, still, we're still a ways away, but beforehand they'd have to use art to talk about things right yeah. that they were really thinking and feeling yeah. um and then that was being you know macho or that was being you know artistic i'm like no actually if you really listen to the artists like they have something that they really want to say and they're just using the music to kind of like get that out you mm-hmm. know so it's cool what art yeah. can do for that release of of um versus me just like what if i were to just get up and say hey I want to talk about something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people are like, yeah, whatever. But then you put it turn into art and turn it into music. And yeah. it's like, oh man, this is awesome. Thank you. You speak to my heart. And you're like, yeah. And I think for me too, I've always said this, that it, it's an acceptable way to scream, you know? There you it's go. Like that, just, thank, that's what I've been trying yeah. to say. Thank you for saying it yeah. way better than me. It's, just yeah. an acceptable it's an acceptable way, way to, to scream, scream. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that's amazing. And then, um, and then the other tracks, like what other, what other areas of your life did you get? quite vulnerable in for the, um, the track. sex no I mean truly that's part of a component just, yeah. of the confusion of like having this attraction right um and to, to not collapse it with with what we're talking about like love and uh, just expressing how the journey of that yeah. and sometimes the inner turmoil of that I mean, we can go down a rabbit hole of why that happens, blah, blah, blah. But the meanings of, of how, you know, this, there's science behind why that happens. But when you're in it, you don't give a shit about the science. So it's it's just connecting to that human experience that we can all relate to. And are we willing to continue to just dive into it, jump into it? Or are we going to go back in fear and close our hearts off? And And so there's that. And there's one song on there that's actually one of my absolute favorites that I, I wrote from top to bottom, and it's the first song I wrote on the guitar, which I, you know, again, it's never too late. I've always, I've had this guitar for so long. I've dinked around with it. I never learned to play. And then one day, somebody taught me some things that I was, like, finally related to, and I just played over and over and over and over again, and I wrote a song. It just came out. It was like this song was waiting to be written, and uh, the producer listened to it, and he's like, well, that's going on, the track. Yeah, yeah that's going on the album. I like the, and if you go back to the beginning of the show where you said, I don't know. Yeah. And so everything in its time will reveal itself to you, just like this song did and playing the guitar. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you do? You don't know how to play the guitar. Like, I don't know. And then one day, all of a sudden, you're like, here, I'm going to teach you how to play the guitar. By the way, here's a, you know, I'm going to now channel the song through through the song that I learned how to play. Like, it's just, beautiful when you when you can embrace not knowing and then all of a sudden it comes full circle that because oh. that that's that's like all all life really is is just a connecting of dots mm-hmm. we just don't always know it until we're older and then we go yeah. oh shit oh is that what that was about yeah. well that makes a lot of sense now <laughs> yeah and there's a whole different dimension of a release when you're holding an instrument and letting and and letting the instrument speak yeah. it's a whole different energy and just a deeper down the rabbit mm-hmm. hole and so that was really profound for me as well so I mean, it has, uh, you have to be really willing to let go, um, yeah. to really create from a place that's you know um, felt by others, especially in music, in any in any form of art. Yeah, just be willing to put it put it all out there, you know, 
I think I've definitely gone through stages where I I have my circle of friends, my close-knit friends, and they know the full truth. Um, and I think now more and more, I just don't feel like I have anything to hide. Yeah. You know? I do know. Yeah. Yeah. I do know. I, I, again, that comes from a very evolutionary process. And mm-hmm. it's like, now now we can talk even yeah. more. You and know? I'm just, I feel very free about it. There's, there's nothing that, like, think before, I might have been like, oh, God, I said that, and they're going to think I'm weak or I'm gonna you know and and now those those thoughts just don't come in my head anymore yeah. and there's still more to discover around it and I'm still oh, yeah. so open to um, being even more and more raw um you know to a degree it, of course it, I mean you still right. some things still have to just solely belong by to choice, you choice not because yeah. I care what you think right just by, just by choice but um I it's a it's a beautiful place to be and I think that's just like again the journey within, I think as far as you're willing to go in is as much as you're willing to authentically go out it's true. or as much as you'll be able to Amen. authentically go out. So well put. Yeah. And then, um, so the, the album launches this Friday, the 22nd, November 22nd. Yeah. November 22nd, streaming. 2019. Yeah, streaming <laughs> everywhere. And then Saturday, you've got your event. Yeah. Um, so um, every, so this episode will be live next week. So if there's anybody in, you know, when anybody listening to this right now, should you, well, or you're out of state, you're more than welcome to come. But uh, if you are in state or in Scottsdale and Phoenix, where is it at? Mountain Shadows Resort. And that's on the cusp of Scottsdale and Paradise Valley. Right. So it's a dope, it's a dope it is. setting, good vibe. and Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I've, I've talked to quite a few people that are going. Yeah. A lot of different circles of people. I was like, oh. You're all bringing a lot of interesting people I together. Know. It's going to be a mix of everyone. <laughs> I'm excited to see who's there. That's amazing. And then, what else do you have coming up uh, beyond? I mean, that's a big deal. But I'm just saying, like, do you have anything else coming up that you want to yeah, share? Or I mean, it's just where I'm going to just stay open. I I'm going to let it flow. I'm in conversation opportunity. There's been some interest with the music, but I I'm like we just full circle here. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah. And I hear your good friend Matt is going to give you some really good uh, tips on. So you own every bit yeah. of the process of your your journey, like you already have. Mm-hmm. Just expanding on it, you know, like sharing that. some of his wisdom yeah. with you. <laughs> I take it. I receive. I receive. Uh, there's nothing more I would want to see than your your sound everywhere. Thank you, Pretty my much. friend. Yeah, yeah. I and so I look forward to round three when you come back on the podcast. Yeah. You know? Um. Any advice for because I I've watched you evolve throughout the journey with music. So if you have any advice for anybody that's like they're thinking about they're they're in a deep contrast of maybe they're corporate America or or maybe they're just a completely different job lifestyle everything and they're thinking about it like music. There's something there intuitively that they want to do with the music, but they're afraid. You got any any advice? Well, do it because you love it. And yeah. that's, that's, that's all. I mean, I, I think sometimes people have different reasons right, for being course. in the music industry that can cause a lot of disappointment. But if you truly love it and if you're one of those people that love music, you know, like you know, yeah. then take a step, take a step, get in a conversation. It's so available. Yeah, and now more than ever. I mean, so I, I tell people like, don't even worry about the industry. The industry will eat you alive. You don't like... Again, back to the social media, like you just build your own fan base. Like, just go put some music up online. I mean, yeah. I mean, do what you have to do to somewhat protect yourself. However, that if that you, process works. But just you, just start singing. If you want to get, if you want to do it, 
you get in the conversation of it. Yeah. Somebody knows somebody. You connect with that person. You get you pick up a guitar. You take guitar lessons. If you're a singer, you start talking about, hey, I want to record something. Get in the conversation. I assure you the conversation creates momentum. Yep. And there you have it. Don't be afraid to get in the conversation. The moment you do that too is the moment everything pops up. Absolutely. Everything. That's how energy works. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful. We really can create whatever we want. Yeah. You know, so... Thank you again for being on the show. My absolute Appreciate pleasure. It. An hour goes by fast, it right? Does. I know. I'm looking at the time. I'm like, that was an hour? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, for everybody listening, uh, at Angela Ferrari Music is where they yeah. can find you on Instagram. Anywhere yeah. else? Uh, website's AngelaFerrari.com. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. Facebook, do you? Angela Ferrari Music. Perfect. So Angela Ferrari Music on Facebook and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. AngelaFerrari.com. Heartbreak Mixtape. November 22nd on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, or not iHeart, well, everywhere, basically. Everywhere. Amazon, Amazon, Anything that's right. Anything you use. That's right. There. Support your artists, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and um, also feel free to reach out to Angela on, you know, um, she's very approachable. She's yeah. very loving and kind and also like really just a good dope soul. Like we need more of those. So thank you. I appreciate you. I feel the you. same about you. Thank you. Thank you. And for Angela and her amazing music, for myself, Matt Gottesman, um, real quick, just wanted to thank each and every one of you guys. The show has been growing. Um, it's going through another growth spurt. And um, I attribute that to a lot of different things, um, both in the physical world here and in the spiritual world. So I'm, I'm grateful for a lot of different things that are happening. Thank you very much. Um, you guys, the fact that you keep continuing to comment, rate, review, um, you know, interact with me, interact with the guests, it really actually means a lot. We're not here to try to chase all these, you know, I said this in the last podcast, we're not here to chase like all these numbers that like a lot of people like it has to be, you know, this show has grown organically because of the love of what it is and the people that are involved with it and the people that listen to it. So that's the flow. That's the vibe. We already know where it's going. So I just appreciate each and every one of you that are a part of it. And uh, thank you for all of the support. And again, for Angela Ferrari, for myself, Matt Gottesman, and Hustle Sold Separately. We're out.